Welcome to the KO Show, brought to you by the 1970 Club. Uh, this is Mark Houston. I'm here with my co-host, Kevion Nolan and Omar Payne. Welcome back to the show, guys. Yeah, yeah. Hey. And later on, we'll have a special guest, a teammate of Kevion and Omar. Dylan O'Hearn will join us for segment three. But let's get started with segment one. And guys, we uh, coming off a week where you had uh, two home games, opened up the... Uh, uh, on Thursday against uh, Liberty, had a tough loss in that game. Liberty's, of course, uh, perennially, perennially the number one team in the league, picked, of course, to win again this year. Um, and then you came back on Saturday with and really in a must-win situation and defeated uh, Queens, which uh, uh, they're a pretty solid team, uh, surprisingly a good team coming from uh, uh, their first year now in Division One. So uh, a good comeback win. In that one, and so we're going to talk about both games. Let's start with Liberty. Uh, Kevion, you, you've seen Liberty now for at least three years, and uh, uh, they're they're pretty much the same same team as, as you've seen it for all the all three years, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, tell me about what your thoughts were about how y'all performed uh, on Thursday night uh, in the game against Liberty, and what you learned from that game. Um, I think we played well for, you know, majority of the game. Um, we were just kind of, you know, we went through a scoring drought that kind of put us in a hole in the second half that really, and they were able to capitalize during that scoring route to really, you know, kind of extend the game. So, uh, credit to them just for, you know, they're always pretty much a disciplined team and come out, play hard, play defense, make shots. So that's just what they do. And, um, basically we were just learn from, just learn from, like, you know, mistakes as far as we made on the defense end, just mistakes we made on the offense end, and just continue to get better and move on. And uh, it was a game where, unlike some of the games this year, where where you've been able to make a, a nice run at the beginning of the second half, you really never could get within striking distance of, of Liberty. And you think that was just the shots weren't falling in key situations and, 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 and that drought you talked about. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that, that, that was big. Normally we come out and, you know, we can make, we made adjustments, um, and like we did every game. And, uh, like I said, uh, you know, some shots didn't fall for us. We kind of got in that drought and they were able to, when we were going through our scoring drought, they were still able to kind of execute on the offense end on their side. So. And Omar, did you, did you, uh, f- feel that, um, it was a game that you could have won and, and you just couldn't get it going in terms of being able to score consistently on the offensive end? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just something, you know, we just got to just keep on working on, just being more consistent and just, if starts not falling, just still be able to be aggressive on defense and still attack the boards and stuff like that. Um, so the good news is uh, didn't have long to, to think about the Liberty loss because uh, a right. day and a half later you're back at it again against Queens, and and you come out and they shoot the lights out in the first half. Mm. Uh, shot well from three, from two. Uh, pretty a, a team that uh, looks well coached. Looks like they move the ball nicely, and they hit they hit open threes. So you're down eight at the halftime. Uh, tell me about what happens in the locker room and how you guys got uh, prepared to come out in the second half and really jump on them early. Um, really in the locker room and in, in that after the first half, we really just came, kind of came together as a team and just challenged one another to, you know, up our defensive intensity. We seen that they make shots, and we just understood that, you know, 
we can't just hope they miss. We got to do things to try to really prevent them from missing. So once we were able to, you know, pick up our defense intensity, find make adjustments on the offense and the defense end on guys that we like wanted to key in on or guys that was making shots more and more, just paying attention, locking back in on the scout and things like that. Um, we were able to do that in the second half, and it, it really made a difference. Uh, and I want to ask both of you guys this. How important in a college basketball game is that first five minutes of the second half? Particularly if you're, let's assume you're down a few points. How how important is that part of the game to really exert yourself to, and play your best basketball? Um, I feel like in the first in the first five four or five minutes of the first half, I mean second half, you really have to, you know, set the tone of how you want the game to go. Because if you're like like you say, if you're down, you don't want that league to get extended and you just keep fighting from behind. So it's kind of you got to nip that in the bud right away and just try to kill that margin, come out with more energy, and kind of really just set the tone of how the second half is going to be. Omar, how do you, how do you feel about what what do you do? in terms of how do you come out in in that first four or five minutes of the second half when you're particularly when you're down a few? Uh, I mean, I, I feel like the first five really determines like uh, like the team talking and the energy that the team w- was in the locker room. So that coming out, if you come out aggressive and show that you really want to win the game, that that really determines who's the best on the court. And and that's happened uh, two games I can think of. Uh, Lipscomb struggled in the first half offensively. And you jumped on Lipscomb early in the second half and took really turned the game around, took the lead. And the same thing happened uh, with this Queens game uh, Saturday. So obviously that's something that you strive for. And in those two occasions, you've really jumped on the opposition early in the second half and and took control of the game. Um, so we'll we've got a a road trip coming up. We'll talk more about what road trips are like for college basketball players like yourselves, but. Uh, going to open up with North Alabama Thursday mm-hmm. night in uh, Florence, Alabama. And Kevion, every time you go to Alabama, we we feel pretty good about it. Uh, Florence is uh, the very north part of the state, and uh, how far is is it too far for your guys and your family and friends from Anniston to travel to, or are they going to uh, be able to make it up to Florence? I probably won't have as many as I had at JSU, but it's like a, I probably say like a two hour, two and a half hour drive for my people back at home. So I'll have my immediate family to probably drive up and able to catch their game. So that's always nice, you know, when I can get my family to be able to watch me play. Have you uh, have you begun the scout yet uh, in terms of pr- preparation specifically for North Alabama? Uh, yeah, we kind of started a little bit today, but we'll dive way more into it on Tuesday and Wednesday. But we definitely started like the introduction part of it today. And the personnel, you familiar with their personnel Pretty pretty much. Um, yeah, they're kind of the same pretty much every year. Um, they're a really gritty team, like to play fast pace, uh, a lot of one on one ball. So we'll be challenged as far as guarding defensively and just you know controlling our mental and things like that. And and they've got a guard that uh, was at Lip, Lipscomb for a couple of years right. and played against. He's 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 quite a aggressive mm-hmm. uh, driver of the basketball, KJ Johnson. So you sort of know what to expect with with KJ, I assume from. From the Lipscomb experience. Um, then you are going to play Central Arkansas, and you haven't gone to play there before, so that's going to be a new experience. Um, and I'm sure typically on these thir- – you have a lot of Thursday-Saturday 
schedule games in conference. Typically, you're on a road trip or at home. You play Thursday, Saturday. Um, what do you do? Uh, you're obviously prepping almost exclusively this week, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, for uh, for North Alabama. You play Thursday night. You wake up Friday, and all of a sudden, you got a new opponent to prep for, and it may be you may be playing them in 24 hours. How tough is that? And how do you accelerate your your planning and preparation when you just have a day or so to look at the other team? Um, it can be tough just because you just don't have all those extra days. But uh, when we the way we do it, our coaches are just big on just having us mentally lock in. So it's huge on just making sure we're familiar with the guys, like as far as personnel or just watching game film is really just mainly mental adjustments for us. So they kind of like allow us to rest our bodies. So practice is not really, you know, practice is kind of more of a walkthrough, mental type things, going through their actions and going through stuff we need to fix and make adjustments. So like I said, it's really when we only have that quick of a turnaround, we really have a huge, huge mental day and make sure our whole team is locked. So it's not that bad. So, so the the physical demands of practice. It's not it's not a hard physical practice that Friday before the, in this case, a Saturday afternoon game. Right. Um, well, we're going to talk more about the uh, the road trip as, uh, and you've had several this year, and you'll have a few more to go. Uh, we're going to talk about how that road trip works for college basketball players like yourselves when we come back with uh, segment two of the show. Uh, we're back with segment two of the KO show starring Kevion Nolan, Omar Payne. And gentlemen, uh, I want to talk to you about uh, road trips uh, and how you guys as a team uh, deal with uh, the typical two-game road swings that you have once you get into league play. This week, of course, specifically, you go to North Alabama, you play there Thursday night, and then you travel up to uh, Conway, Arkansas, and you play there Saturday afternoon. So... Uh, Kevion, uh, when are you going to leave on this road trip this week? Uh, we will leave Wednesday morning, so probably after um, we'll have practice Wednesday morning at about nine nine o'clock, and then after practice ends, there will everybody will get showered and things like that, and we'll bus to the airport. Okay, and then you fly up you fly up to Atlanta. A lot of a lot of the trips yeah. begin with a flight to Atlanta, don't they? Yeah, most of the time we fly to Atlanta and then fly to wherever we. We yeah. need to go to, so we fly to Atlanta first, and then we'll fly to, uh, into Huntsville, so it's not that far from Florence. Okay, and uh, tell me about. Um, uh, so you get there, you get to the hotel. Sometimes uh, it it depends on like how late or how early we do. So say like for this road trip, we'll probably land, so it'll be we'll be in the airport all day, so we'll get there at about. You know, like six forty-five, seven. So we normally go straight to um, their gym. So we okay. get, just to get shots up, not really a practice or work right, or just to shoot around right. for about an hour or so. Yep. So we shoot around from anywhere from about thirty minutes to an hour, kind of knock the soreness out from. Okay. So there's um, Wednesdays. Travel. Wednesdays a travel day. In this case, a heavy travel day. Two flights and a, a small bus ride. Right. Um, check into the hotel, and then uh, Thursday. What's what's your Thursday going to be like? Uh, um, so game, game days for us, we normally, uh, it'll be a night game. So we'll normally wake up, uh, eat breakfast as a team. And then from there, we'll go to our pregame, like shoot around. So we'll walk through, go through everything, get shots up. 
And then normally after that, we'll have like snack or something. So it's like a sub sandwiches or something like that. And then we'll have about two hours to get off of our feet and stuff. Kind of just go back to the room. Some people nap. Some people just lay there. Right. And then uh, we normally meet again uh, like a couple of hours before tip off. Okay. And have pregame meal. So your 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 pregame meal on a seven o'clock starter, typically three four four hours before the game, is yeah, that sort of standard? About, yeah, probably about three three fifteen somewhere in there. Okay. And uh, so while this is going on, we'll, we'll we'll come back to the rest of the trip. But on, on, obviously, uh, class is in session. Mm-hmm. So you guys typically on these road trips are going to miss Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, assuming there's no holidays of class. So what's done on these road trips to keep you guys up on your academics and any responsibilities you may have academically? Um, normally we have, uh, so normally we have study hall on the road. So you have a time allotted to where we have to meet down in the meeting room or in the lobby and you kind of all bring your computers. They always tell us to bring computers and books that you need for the road trip. So then, you know, we all in there as long as you need to knock out your assignments and stuff like that. So if we have a Saturday game and, you know, some people have things do like Friday, Sunday night is normally best when we all just go down there and kind of just knock out the work together. And do you have a is there a a person on your trip with the with responsibilities for making sure your uh, academics are in order? Yes, our academic advisor uh, travels with us most of the time. So that's always huge for us. All right. So now you're going to go, uh, you're going to play a game Thursday night, North Alabama, and then you've got quite a trip. You've got to get into central Arkansas, and that's going to require some more planes and buses. Is that right? right? Yeah. And uh, do you find it's tiring when you're, I mean, do you prefer the flights? Do you prefer the bus rides? How how do you you feel about those things? And I'm going to ask Omar the same thing. Uh, me personally, I mean, I don't know. I look at them about the same. Traveling is just traveling at this point. That's how I feel. But I mean, a flight's always better. But sometimes you can get in there and you get delays and things like that. So, so it just really depends. So, and then sometimes flights are longer than others, or sometimes we have connecting flights and those flights get canceled. So, uh, I'm not uh, the bus rides are I really never fun if they're like too far. So. Yeah. Uh, Omar, you're more of a plane guy or a bus guy on these road trips? Depending on the bus, on the bus, <laughs> I, I wouldn't really want to be on a bus longer than six hours. Yeah. And then the plane, if I get exit I'm fine. Well, that's the other thing. When you're at six ten, you got issues, right? Yeah. So, are you? What are you looking for? Is it the egg? You want to be on the exit? You want to be on the? Uh, yeah, the exit uh, on, on the aisle. Yeah. And then there's some there's some seats. Do you ever get? Do the big guys get the seats with the? Extra space in front near the bulkhead now. If you ask for it, yeah. <laughs> but it can be – that can be difficult for traveling for big guys, right? Yeah, it can be. Um, all right. So you got that road trip. You, you, you're you going to get there. You're going to play Saturday afternoon ultimately. And then you got a long day Sunday, right? right. Sunday morning. So Sunday's so. a big travel day again after the after the game on Saturday. Is that right? Yeah, so – as long as we take care of the win Thursday and Saturday, the trip Sunday back won't be too bad. You know? Yeah. So it's all, it'd just be a flight to Atlanta, and then we're flying from Atlanta and going home. So so what you're telling me is if you lose, trips are a lot longer than if you win. Oh, the, time, sure. the time changes. For sure. 
Well, we're going to be back uh, with segment three, uh, and we're going to talk to uh, one of the new players for Jacksonville University, uh, Transfer Dylan O'Hearn, and uh, we'll be right back with segment three. Back with uh, segment three of the KO Show, and our guest today is Dylan O'Hearn, transfer uh, most recently from New Jersey Institute of Technology, NJIT. And Dylan, welcome to the uh, KO Show. Thank you. Uh, Dylan, I've got a few questions for you. I always like to start with the new players to explain their their journey to JU, and in your case, uh, a few, quite a few stops along the way. So why don't you start in high school? Uh, I understand you were born in... You're, you were born in Canada. Yes, yes, I was. Okay, and and uh, Windsor, Canada is is where you were born. Isn't that right across the uh, way, water from uh, Detroit? Yeah, it's right across from the bridge. Okay, so tell me about uh, uh, where you grew up, your high school career, and then your JUCO career, and and then of course leading to NJIT and then to JU. Okay, uh, I was uh, born in Windsor, Ontario, Canada, but I had grew up in Detroit, Michigan. So leading to that, I had moved when I was younger, and I had uh, I had went to Romulus High School with uh, with Nate Oates. I don't know if y'all know Nate Oates. Yeah, with Nate Oates, that was my head coach. Your head coach was is now the coach at the University of Alabama. Yeah. So how did he he moved up pretty quickly from from your high school to I think it was he at Buffalo. He went yeah. to Buffalo. Yeah, he went to Buffalo, and then and then to Alabama. So yeah. that's that's something else. Yeah, that was that was a good time too, though, because we had won a state championship. Because I was coming in as a freshman, so in 2013 we had we made it all the way and won. So and right after that he left to Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. I was coming in. So you continued at, at Romulus High School, and you said you, as a, you said state championship, and then you had a, a grad a grad year post grad year uh, from high school. Uh, yeah, right? I had, yeah, I went to uh, prep school in uh, Charlotte in North Carolina uh, just because I was young. I felt like I had a lot of growing to do as a player and as a person as well. So I felt like that year that I needed to grow a little more. That okay, was very and so that was a productive year, and I know you did well at, at Carolina Basketball Academy. Um, Tell me about your recruitment uh, while you were at, at that uh, Carolina Basketball account, uh, Academy as far as your recruitment for college opportunities. Uh, my recruitment, it was actually really good. Actually, I, had, I was talking to a lot of D1s, like, everywhere, like, NAIAs. Like, I was open to everything. Like, it didn't really matter to me. I just wanted to go somewhere and play basketball. I was talking to a lot of D2s. Like, even Queens, that's in our conference now, I was yeah. talking to them, so. Yeah, I had a good recruitment there. So, but you ended up the ch- the choice was made for you to go uh, and also de- obviously develop your game at the junior college level, Western Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So, tell me about that. Did you did you feel like that was going to be your best opportunity to develop as a player to go the JUCO route? Uh, it was more so like really just showing what I could do because I felt like before then, like. When I got out of high school, when I left Romulus, I really didn't get a chance because I was just younger than everybody just by years, not just by one or two. So I felt like once I got to play with my like my peers and stuff like that, I feel like it would have showed more, which it did. So. Yeah. So then the recruitment after your sophomore year at Western Oklahoma, I assume your recruitment picked up. Yeah, even more, more calls and more looks from, from D1 schools. Yeah, I got a lot of calls, a lot. And and it came down to why'd you want why'd you decide on NJIT? 
the reason I chose NJIT because like my I was real 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 close with my uh, my prep school coach, so like I felt like it was a good decision with him telling me like that's a good you know somewhere you need to go like you know they gonna take care of you and stuff like that. So I was just going off what they told him and stuff like that. Okay, all right, and tell me about your your career at NJIT. We're gonna talk about a highlight in a second, but just uh, um. Tell me about your career and how you played and how was the team at NJIT when you were there? Uh, my career at NJIT, uh, it was good, but it was a lot of ups and downs, like, because we didn't have no identity. And, like, so, like, everybody was trying to figure out, like, what to do and stuff like that. So we had a lot of new players, too. So, yeah, we struggled with, like, identity, really. So, But it was good, though. I enjoyed my time there. Okay. And uh, I know – uh, were you always a scorer? I know that's sort of part of your mentality. Is you're 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 an offensive player and a guy who can either shoot it from the outside or or drive and get uh, get shots on in that way. Uh, were you have you always been a, a scorer? Yes, I have always been a scorer since I was a little kid. My <laughs> first my first game, I scored sixty. Sixty. So, Stop playing. I was <laughs> <laughs> I was All right. Sixty. All right. Well, I don't. I don't. When your first game, well, how old are you? how old were you in your first game? When, when is this? Like seven, eight. All right. All right. Well, we're not going to really analyze what you could do as a seven year old, uh, but we're going to talk about a game you had forty two at NJIT. Oh yeah, yeah. we can yeah. talk about that. Yeah. Well, I, here's what I want to talk to you. He he. And by the way, guys, I know you always like to ask, "What's your your high?" I know uh, my my guy over here, uh, mm-hmm. Omar, is going to ask you about that, but. How many did you have in the first half that game? Ooh, I think I had like three. Six. Oh, I had six. Yeah, I, I did the research. Okay. He had six. So he has six. This guy's going to end up with 42, Kevion and Omar. He had six. And then you played the second half. Yeah. And you remember how many you had in the second half? Second half. Ooh, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna, in the second half? Yeah. Oh, 36. Well, you had 36, but 21 in the second half. They go double overtime. He scores all fifteen of the points for his team in double in the two overtime periods. Dang. So that's how he got forty two, which is a hell of a way to get forty two, in my opinion. Because you start off with six, you probably Kevin, you start off with six, you're probably not thinking it's going to be an all time scoring high, but uh, yeah. that's what uh, that's what your teammate did at uh, NJIT. So talk about the decision. You're at NJIT. You've talked about team didn't have a great identity. A lot of new players. Um, what was what went into your decision to move elsewhere, and particularly to Jacksonville, for your final final season as a graduate player? Uh, my uh, what helped me with my decision was like I knew that I knew exactly what I wanted. I wanted a good coaching staff and a lot of like good players around me that knew like you know what I'm saying that want the same dream as me, like the same goal and the same achievements that want to do the same stuff I want to do, and like really not there to play around, like take everything serious. So. When I had uh, when Missy contacted me, I was like, you know, I had looked at the team to see, you know yeah. what I'm saying. So then, that's when I had seen Kavion. Then that's when I seen Omar. He committed. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like I got some guys with me. Like I ain't got to, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Go for forty or thirty, and I ain't got to, you know what yeah. I'm saying. I can mesh with them, and we'll be able to, you know, make some good out of it. Okay, so. Um once you uh dis- once you finish this year and hopefully it it continues to be a good year and gets even better we're all hoping for that last eight games of the regular season uh what are your plans uh what do you want to do after 
after uh, college basketball? What do you what do you what do you, what would you like to do, and what are you planning to do? Uh, what would I like to do? Uh, I like to uh, play professional basketball, even if it may be overseas, G League, whatever it may be. Okay. And my plans are to play professional basketball, either overseas, G League, or okay, you know, etc. So. Now, at some point, hopefully that works out for you, but it, it may work out for you for a while. A lot of guys, uh, they play college basketball. They are able to play a few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got a grad assistant who falls in that category. Really nice, nice player uh, in his own right. Uh, Stucky is mm-hmm. one of your grad assistants. Uh, had that career, uh, but ultimately you got to do something else. Right. Uh, tell me what 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 are, what are your thoughts and uh, in that regard. Uh, a few things I had in mind other than basketball was I like to talk about sports, just not basketball. So. I'll be a sports analysis or another thing I'll do. I like I like building and stuff like that. So, like, I'll do real estate and stuff, okay. like build houses or, you know, different type of, you know, jobs, construction, like anything like that. I'm real hands-on. Okay. Well, we wish you, uh, you and your teammates, good luck for the rest of the season and appreciate you joining us uh, today on the KO Show. I got so, one question. Oh, we got a question from Omar Payne. So what do you have for high school uh High school kids that's transferring into, I'm not transferring, but going into the JUCO route, like, what what are some things you could give them or some inspiration? Uh, I would say always stick to your path and, like, stay focused. Like, don't get distracted from what other people got going on. Just stay, stick to the course and your course and just be a team player and always have fun. Mm -hmm. Don't forget to have fun, though. Always have fun. All right. Well, that'll do it for uh, Episode 8 of the uh, KO Show, and uh, we'll be back uh, uh, probably the next next time we get together, uh, we'll be talking about the home-and-home uh, home series that will be coming up in about a week, week and a half with uh, Crosstown rival UNF. So that'll do it. Thank you.